scripture reading today comes to us from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. This is where we have been camping out this Advent season. Uh, So let's read these verses one more time. You can find it in your pew Bibles on page 1072. Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 7. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Thus sends our reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it find rest for their souls as they look to this Prince of Peace. What is the answer? What will bring about the peace that we are looking for? What will calm our hearts and help us to sleep at night? So many right now are anxious about a virus, about an invisible enemy that is wreaking havoc all around us. And they are looking for an answer, an answer to the angst that they are feeling. Is the answer found in a vaccine? Will these new drugs Give them the peace that they are looking for? Or think about the, the, the many people who had their hopes set on the, on the election. Depending on who they were for, they are either, right now, they are either really encouraged or they are bitter and dismayed. But can the, the, the peace that they are looking for really be achieved by electing the right officials? Perhaps uh, the answer to your problems can be found in science. You, you are just waiting for the day, for that, for that right discovery, for that amazing scientific breakthrough that will, that will bring about the harmony that you are looking for. Could it be that through these technological advances that we have, that we will, that we will finally make the world right? But maybe the answer is, is much simpler than that. Perhaps you are just bored. And all you have to do is to entertain yourself to death. 
And so all you really need is, is a, a smartphone and unlimited 5G. But perhaps that's not the solution. The, the entertainment of today is just, is just too fake, too manufactured. Instead, you want something that's real. And so you think that the answer can be found in, in the right relationship. If you could just find that right guy or, or that right girl, then, then you would be able to fill the hollowness that is within. Of course, there are many who have gone this route and are just as empty. In fact, they are now more, <clears throat> more depressed than, than they were beforehand. And so now they, they are trying to find peace through the use of the right drugs or the right medication, the right fix, thinking that that is where they will find their answers. Do you see where I'm going with this? There is this never-ending chain, this, this endless number of ways that, that a person can try to find the peace that they are looking for. And yet in all these things, there is an emptiness. For they all fall short of their promises. They are fool's gold, always given the appearance of having value, and yet they are worthless. But now we have come to this section of Isaiah, a passage that speaks to a specific promise of peace. And not just any peace, but a peace that will never end. Sounds too good to be true, doesn't that? I mean, your experience alone should tell you that this is impossible. And yet here it is in God's word. Will what is promised in this passage be any different than all those other things that we tend to run after? Will, will this offer of peace be the genuine thing? Or is it just another false hope? Will the real solution come from this child who was born to us? This Advent season, we've been going through the four names of this child of which Isaiah prophesied. And, and in these names, we have seen the unique character of this magnificent Savior. First, we, we recognize the great wisdom that this wonderful counselor possesses. A knowledge that is from the beginning. An understanding that is endless. And it is in such wisdom that this child came up with this perfect plan of salvation. He would enter into our world by becoming a man. And in so doing, he would battle our enemies for us. He would wage a war against sin, against death, against the devil. And he would do so in an effort to free his people. And we saw in his next name, Mighty God, that this child was fully capable of gaining that victory. For he is none other than Yahweh, our strong warrior God. He has put all of his enemies under his feet and has increased his kingdom. And because of that, his people can now rejoice. And then last week we discovered that this child is also our everlasting father. He is this king who puts his people first, earning their affectionate love and reverence. 
And we saw that, that, that his kingdom shall have no end, for he is ever present, pouring out both his love and his compassion towards those who fear him, towards those who call him Father. And now today we look at this last name, Prince of Peace. And it is in this name that we hope to answer a question. Is this eternal kingdom that is promised to us by this everlasting Father truly as great as it is made out to be? Will it, will it really bring us the peace that we are looking for? Or will it be like every other kingdom, full of empty promises, leading to bitterness, leading to strife? Let's take a look at this fourth name, Prince of Peace. Now, the Hebrew words that are used here are sar and shalom. Sar means chief, chieftain or, or captain or prince. It is someone who is the, the head of a group. For instance, in, in Genesis 40, we read this, the, the, the story of Joseph who was thrown into the, to an Egyptian prison for a crime that he didn't commit. And it was there that he met both the chief cupbearer and the chief baker. Now these titles that these men had, chief cupbearer and chief baker, they use the same Hebrew word that we see in Isaiah, the word sar. They were the sars of their positions. That means that out of all the cupbearers in the land, the, this one man that Joseph met was the best. And out of all the bakers in Egypt, this other man that Joseph met, well, he could, he could bake circles around everybody else. They, they were the top dogs. They were the experts, if you will. The, the, the princes of their positions. The authorities of their respective crafts. And then we see this word shalom, which has a broad, broad meaning. It, it connotes completeness, soundness, wellness, and peace. And it can encompass all these categories at the same time. For example, this word was often spoken as a simultaneous greeting and blessing. To wish someone shalom was to, was to let them know that there was, there was no hostility between the two of you. As well as to ask for the favor of God to be upon that person. Needless to say, shalom is a, is a rich word full of meaning. And so when we, when we put these two together, when we call this child Sar Shalom, we have this chief of completeness, this expert in wellness, this captain of peace. In essence, this, this child who was born to us is, is the top guy. And he is the only one who can bring an end to all of your worries. An end to your unfulfilled longings. An end to the hostility that is in your life. For this child, this Prince of Peace, he is the only one who can place you in the favor of God Almighty. This is what we read about in, in verse 5. Look, look at Isaiah 9, verse 5 again. 
Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. What is the antithesis of shalom? Is it not war? Surely it is on the, on the battlefield where we experience the most strife, the most hostility. It is where we feel the most pain and, and where we realize that all is not well. It is where violence reigns supreme and death has his way. War is the opposite of peace. In fact, it is the ultimate example of discord. And yet in this verse, we see that the boots and the garments of the soldier are destined for burning. The raiment of the, of the warrior will be fuel for the fire. This verse signals an end to the conflict, an end to, to, to strife. For the only reason that these things would be destroyed is if there was no more war, it is if the, if the threat of battle had ceased. But why would this be the case? What could cause an end to all the turmoil? What could make the violence go away? What is the catalyst of this peace? Isaiah's answer? For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. But if this son who was given to us, is truly the answer, then how come we haven't seen it yet? After all, Jesus came to us over 2,000 years ago. So why are there still wars? Why do we continue to see violent crimes? Why was 2020 filled with rioting and looting? Why is there no shalom? Perhaps this peace that he brings isn't what we think it to be. Perhaps there is a, is a battle that lies at a deeper level from which all other battles stem. Look at the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor Rest. Peace to men on whom his favor rests. This peace that the angelic host had sung about is not a peace between man and man, though it could lead to such a peace. No, this is a different kind of peace, a shalom that speaks to a much older war, that speaks to a battle from days long past. For this is a peace between God and man. Since the beginning, man has been at odds with his creator. Ever since he took a bite out of that fruit, he has been waging a war against the Almighty. And it is a, a rebellion that is fought from within. For it is in a man's heart that sin finds its origin. You see, the, the, the human heart is full of anger, is full of wickedness, is full, full of immorality, is full of lies. 
It's full of bitterness. It's full of pride. For the the heart says to God, you don't know me. Therefore, you do not know what is best for me. Today, there are are many who are walking around who have deceived themselves. They, They are just going about their business thinking that all is fine. Sure, they have the, much of the same worries that we all have. They have family issues. They, they have trouble at work. They're, they're anxious about COVID and probably get too involved in politics. But they think that beyond those things, there is nothing more. That if they could just make peace in these earthly categories, then their souls could find rest. But what they don't realize is that, is that in their heart, they are at war with the Almighty. That deep within, they are chasing after sin. They are chasing after death. And in so doing, they have become hostile towards the author of life. Look at, look at Romans 8, verses 6 through 8. The mind of sinful man is death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. How about you? Do you have the mind of a sinful man? Are you controlled By the sinful nature? Or do you have a mind that is controlled by the Spirit? Are are you trying to solve all of your worldly issues without getting to the root of the problem? Do you understand that, that your heart has declared war against God? That it is hostile toward Him? And if so, if if you do understand, then are you willing to make peace with Him? You see. That, that is the other thing. There, 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 are, there are many who are out there who, who know what the problem is and yet are unwilling to allow this child who is born to us to deliver his peace. In fact, they have become so bitter, so vehemently opposed to God that they have hardened their hearts and have refused the shalom that is offered. If this is you, if you only see God as your enemy, then I ask you, ask you to consider all that this Prince of Peace has done in order to bring you his shalom. And what is it that he has done? How can this son who was given to us bring about a peace that the world has failed to deliver? He does so by removing the foundation of the hostility. Think about the source of the problem. This this battle that we have been waging originates from within. It begins with this desire to be our own God. That is the essence of sin. And yet Christ has defeated sin by becoming a man and living a perfect life. He then gave up that life by shedding his own blood upon the cross. It was there that that the penalty for our rebelliousness was paid for. And the offer of peace between God and man is right there for the taking. 
All you need to do is to turn from your sins and trust in Jesus. Look at Colossians 1, verse 21. Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. That's the good news. Jesus is reconciling you to God. And he presents you as holy, without blemish. For he has taken away your guilt and has replaced it with his righteousness, with his purity, with his innocence. But he does more than just be a guilt offering, for for he is also ministering from within by his Holy Spirit. He is giving you a new heart, a heart that is no longer rebellious in nature, a heart that longs to be in that warm fellowship with him. This is why he is the master of peace, the the, the chief of shalom, for for he has the power to take, take your heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 36, verses 25 through 27. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws." Dear friends, do you see it? This, this is how you can have peace. By receiving a new heart. A heart that no longer yearns for the things of the past. Those things that are temporal and empty. For this new heart will will long for things that are permanent. For things that are established. The desire of this heart of flesh will be for the things of your creator. And his greatest love will be God himself. And so this peace that that comes through this child that is born to us, it, it works in two ways. First, Christ ends the war that you have been battling your whole life. And he does so by going to the cross And dying for your sins. And second, he gives you rest for your soul by giving you this new heart. This heart of flesh. A heart whose longing will be satisfied in him alone. Stop looking to those earthly things. Those those things that, that only have the power to give you temporary relief. Rather, Look to this Prince of Peace, the one who offers to you the real deal, who offers to you his shalom. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And he will be called Prince of Peace. Let us pray.
Father, we confess that we are not worthy of your peace. It is in our nature to be at war with you. And yet by your mercy, you have sent to us this child who is the Prince of Peace. He took upon himself our debt when he went to the cross and died for our sins. And he has sent to us his Holy Spirit, a spirit who renews our hearts, changing us from within. He truly is our shalom. May we experience the peace that he brings this Christmas season. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.